welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Nigel, how are you, sir? Very well. How's yourself? All right? Yeah, yeah. Very well indeed. Thank you. Very well. Despite the weather. Despite the weather. Got blue skies today, I have to say. So uh, there we go. (laughs) Shines on the righteous, mate. That's what they say. (laughs) Well, blimey. We've got so many people joined already. They must have been queued up waiting there. Um, So our usual breakfast with Nigel and Mark. Hopefully you've all got your your tea, your coffee, your porridge, whatever your pleasure is. Um, This is our uh, regular touch point uh, where we all get together and we have a good old chat about what's been happening this week, state of the nation, and lots of tips. Um, For those of you that know Nigel and myself, uh, you know that we've created our wealth over the years in Vitalets, we've got some HMOs, we do some very large developments, and we spent a lifetime in business. And, you know, are we in property or are we in the business of life? Well, it's probably the latter, actually, which includes a, a lot of property. So we love what we do, don't we, Nigel? We, we certainly we certainly do. And it's um, it's kind of just living life on our terms, Mark, isn't it? You know, and, and I think reflecting back on the corporate world, you know, getting up religiously every morning onto the train into London, you know, and we were just servants to other people. And um, obviously it's uh, it's very different now, which is great. Um, and gives us the opportunity of building that legacy that we, you know, we're there to target. So, uh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, just, just completely transforms. Um, so as always, if you've got any questions, we'll try and pick off a, a few of those, as many as we can. Um, so drop them in the chat box. Um, those that we can't answer, then we'll try and include those possibly in, in next week. Um, for those uh, of you that are our mentees, um, our call starts pretty much straight after this. This is 45 minutes, short, sharp session. And then we have our nine o'clock to 11 o'clock session with our Equa mentorship group, um, nine till 11. So, and we've got loads of people on this morning, far too many to mention, but you know we love you all, so uh, so let's get cracking. <laughs> um, so over the last uh, two weeks, we've been going through what is a subject that is close to many of our hearts, and that's raising private capital. Um, there are two major pipelines and, and tasks that most of us have to enable and unlock the power of our, our strategy, and that's finding deals, and there's no nobody better at doing that than, than Nigel, and there's finding an abundance of, um, uh, of, of private capital. So we've raised around about 22, 23 million pounds of, of private capital over the last three or four years. Um, so, you know, we've not experienced every situation, but, you know, we know, we know, we know what we're talking about and we've seen some of the, some of the perils, we've seen some of the challenges, uh, and we've seen some of the, the right way to structure deals and to attract and garner uh, the interest. And as we as we um, unfill the, the promise model to you and how we've done it, hopefully it'll leave you with some long-lasting impressions on how you can use your own personalities 
your own businesses, your strengths to define a path for you. And that's the important thing here. You know, it's that investability where people need to be comfortable in you. They won't be interested in your business. They won't be interested in your deal unless you've got the credibility um, and investability uh, yourself. So that's that's really important. And, and that's the point where we always start, Nigel, isn't it? You know, reputation is, is absolutely everything. Uh, very much so, very much so. And, uh, you know, it, and the people you surround yourself with as well, I think is important. And, you know, we, we've... We're a little bit selective, aren't we, in terms of the people that, you know, the, the wonderful mentees and even down to professional team and clients, you know, they've just got to, just got to have the same kind of values, I think, that, that, that we have and uh, just makes life a lot easier. Um, the problem is when you, you get somebody who has a slightly different character and it's, it's kind of banging your head against a brick wall, isn't it, sometimes? And, um, you know, we've been there <laughs> in the corporate world many times, but... Um, Again, it's just it's just a privilege to to get great people around us at this stage. Yeah, we have a we have a phrase for our culture, and we don't swear very often. But so early in the morning as well. <laughs> we we call it the no, the no wankers culture, and every single person on this planet kind of gets that meaning, don't they? So that's as close to bad language as probably we'll 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 ever use. Um, but uh, you know, it's your integrity and. Um, when, when things get harsh and, and, and hard out there, and, and they will from time to time, you want people in the trenches with you who uh, are level-headed and prepared to put on their, their game face and really support and help in a proactive way. Not the ranters, the ravers, the ones who are you know, volatile. And you'll see them on, on social media. They're, they're all over the place, spiking up and down. We want consistency of approach, people who can savour the information, absorb it, and, and make correct business decisions collaboratively. Um, and that is especially true working with your private investors. Um, be open with them. Communication is absolutely everything. Um, and that's the formal communication as well as the, the informal communication. Really important. So we've been through a lot of the promise model. And let me just recap very briefly. If you write promised, uh, P-R-O-M-I-S-E-D, down the left-hand side of the page, uh, in the first week or a couple of weeks ago, we covered uh, P for process, R for returns, and O for options. Uh, and then last week, we covered M for model and I for investable. So we're going to cover the, the last three uh, this week. Um, so S is for security. Um, now, you're going to have to put together the right security package that works for you, that you can actually provide, and I'll come on to that in a second, um, but also something that is attractive uh, enough for, for your uh, potential investor community. Um, so um, as you know, um, we're writing uh, uh, another book, and that's due out in... Um, uh, mid-November. Uh, it's called Property and SaaS Secrets. So it's about how you're bringing funds together in the right type of structure uh, for property and also potentially using SaaS. And, and with SaaS pensions, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, you know there are lots of, of do's and don'ts with SaaS. You've got to get your structuring right if you want to appeal to a, um, a, a SaaS community. Um, and, and we do quite a lot, but it's all in the structuring before you pr present the opportunity to your to your warmed up 
uh, audience. So the type of security, um, I've, I've listed 11 down here, um, but I could just think of off the top of my head. There's, there's lots more. Um, and over 30 years, Nigel and I have, have worked in businesses, restructured businesses and raised huge amounts of finance for data centers, power stations and the like. So, you know, security is is as, as long as you want to make it. But some of the ones that, just reading through some of the ones that uh, we commonly come across, you've got your first charge at land registry, your second charge. You've got an RX1, which is a restriction on a property. You've got shareholding, deed of trust, debentures. You've got other types, a, a debenture is a floating charge on a company. Uh, you can also have other forms of floating charge. That's a, a form of security. You could have security on stocks and shares. You could have personal guarantees. Uh, you could have parent company guarantees, which is an interesting one for us. And it's you can be a victim of your own success. Um, I mean, we've got probably about 70 million in, in developments. Some have just completed. Some are about to complete. And a couple are just starting. Um, so if you have a very tax-efficient holding company structure, um, then the organisations who you're getting your institutional borrowing from, the banks, they will look to grab as much security as they possibly can. And that typically is your first charge on a property, personal guarantees to hold your feet well and truly to the fire, and then also a debenture on the company. But if they see that the SPV is a wholly owned subsidiary of a holding company, they'll quite often try and ask for a, a, a parent company guarantee as well, because why wouldn't they? doesn't mean they'll get it. But um, yeah, so we, we, we've seen that over the, the, the last few years as well. So that's parent company uh, guarantees or PCGs. Very often in corporate world, we see those. Um, I mentioned personal guarantees. And then the last but not least, don't forget the power of the contract. You have a legal contract um, and uh, you can sue under that contract. Um, so uh, there are various ranging. They range from extremely strong to, to, to weak. Um, first charges is interesting. Uh, who gets paid first if a charge is called in on a first charge? And it, it's not the first charge holder. You know, it's going to be the liquidator, the administrator, uh, and the fees. They're always going to be paid first in any doomsday scenario. Anyway, we're not being negative this morning because it's good news Wednesday. Um, but just gives you an idea of the security. So you're going to have to allocate the type of security package to your investment that is investable, but also is is promotable. Um, uh, so as an example, if you're taking a typical uh, uh, debt structure, you're possibly raising 60 to 65% loan to value from, um, from uh, the banks. The banks will have a first charge. So you're probably going to struggle, unless you've got unencumbered property, to offer a first charge to, to somebody else. Um, if you're raising private capital for a development and you want to do the whole thing in private capital, and we've run the models on this night, haven't we? You know, leave, don't use the banks, buy it in cash, developing cash. That's great if you're a SaaS trustee and you've got your own funds. But if you're drawing those funds in, and this is all about structuring, if you're drawing those funds in from private investors, you don't want to be drawing them in on milestones because you can trust the banks to do the monthly drawdowns. That's what they do. They're, they're good to their word. 
Um, if you're trying to bring in private investors on a month-by-month basis uh, to feed a development as it as it grows, you know, it's a recipe for a disaster and you could stall uh, the development and then be subject to uh, delays from your builder. So always try and get your private capital right at the front. Um, and normally you have to anyway because the bank will put their money in second. So, you know, that's why private investor capital normally is the first to arrive on the scene. Um, so really look at the, the the security package. The other thing with debt-based um, uh, private capital, um, if you're doing it with no bank, is you're raising all the private capital day one, um, and therefore you're paying paying the interest all the time, and and that is particularly punitive, Nigel, isn't it? It is. You know, we've looked at this a number of times, Mark, haven't we? And it's just the blend, um, you know, kind of what, what works. Um, you know, and as the point well made, you know, development finance, you can draw it down kind of as and when you need it. And you only start paying interest uh, at that point where you draw it down, opposed to the, the private capital there that comes in at the front end. And if it was all private capital, you kind of pay in the greatest amount of um, uh, of cost of funds every single month, which, you know, is, is significantly, will significantly impact the numbers, definitely. So a nice little blend, you know, um, just understanding where the, the cost, of fund, cost of funds are for the, um, the development finance, probably profiling it and just working out at the end what your anticipated overall cost of funds for development finance is versus private capital coming in in a, in a one and uh, just seeing which is best and just, just, just flexing it a little bit. Yeah. So the S word, structure, structure, structure. This is, it needs a lot of consideration, a lot of thought. And that's how we, we, we help a lot of people out. That's the, the exper- expertise and experience we've, we've accrued over 30 years in business. And, and we're using that all the time. In fact, um, well, it's been, a, it's been a pretty good week this week, Nigel. We've got, uh, can't say too much, but we've got a couple of announcements, haven't we? Yeah. Are we announcing now or are we announcing later? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can share... Share some high-level uh, success that we've had over the last week. Absolutely, we, we found the retailer where we can get the same shirt. Absolutely, buy <laughs> 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 one get one free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, capital, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's it's associated with our pension scheme um, and the contribution to the pension scheme as well. So our our plan, um, you know, when we we secured our first one and delivered our first one, which was uh, Portal Precinct uh, in Colchester, was that what we'd like to do to get that, you know, that multiple compound delivery back into the pension was to do kind of a Portal Precinct every year. So um, 2020, we've been looking, we found, we thought we wouldn't do it, and then we found another one, we thought we wouldn't do it, and, you know, we're just trying to find that, that that perfect project really although you'll never find one but uh, you know the, the one that really worked well for us and um i'm, I'm pleased to say the end of 2020 <laughs> you know we we've sec- we've secured one which is great so it's a bit early in its in its um in its phase at the moment so we're going through the acquisition phase at the moment doing the funding part and what have you but just very very briefly i suppose we could give a, a few headlines could we on this one but um yeah, it's it's an it's a nine unit scheme. Um, so it's based in uh, in Surrey. So it's not too far from your good self, Mark, is it? 
About time we had one local. <laughs> and that's what we said there, wasn't you know, when we joined our pensions together, we said, look, we kind of don't want to be bombing around the M25, spending endless hours, you know, doing site visits and those sorts of things. So we would we would find assets that are pretty much in our doorsteps. Colchester, I'm what, 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away, and and this site is what five, ten minutes from you? Yeah. It's about that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. just just around the corner. Um, yeah, really good. Really good. That's that's something we I mean, we have this chat with with mentees a lot, don't we, on on them choosing what their local area is. They yeah. shouldn't go two hundred miles away. Uh, pull themselves away from the family and and go for cash flow up north or whatever their strategy is or or we've decided it's a whole lot more enjoyable doing it locally Mm -hmm. absolutely right absolutely right so it's it's a new build it's a new build asset which is a little bit different the last one was uh commercial conversion wasn't it a mixed use yeah Uh, sat in half an acre uh so it's got full planning permission which is good for the nine units but uh, gdv um I mean, we, we haven't done the valuation yet, so that, but that's coming in the next couple of weeks, which uh, we're hoping for a GDV around kind of 4.1 to 4.4 million, something like that. Um, and on the basis of <clears throat> the contribution to the pension scheme, which is clearly why we're doing it, um, somewhere between 61 and 65K contribution a year uh, through, through rental. Um, and um, in terms of day one equity, so, you know, the value that we're creating, within the asset, somewhere between, again, 460 to, if you look on the high range, to kind of 632, £632,000 on day one equity, which, you know, we hope to grow over the, over the years as well. Um, but then, then we, were, we were quite kind of celebrating that, and we, we had a site visit yesterday, didn't we? We went to see the, the owners of the, the site, which was very nice, um, but we, uh, we kind of, I think we might have secured 2021 site as well. <laughs> so it's amazing that you know you literally we've been hunting for this 2020 portal precinct for nearly nine months you know and and it just shows you doesn't it you just got to keep going and going and going and batting them to the side and keep going and going and you know it will come along and um this this other one it's it's you'll be pleased to know it's near me which is which is good so it's about 10 miles from where i live um consists of 10 units so this will drop over into 2021. Um, it's it's a mixed use scheme, so it's a it's a combi of <coughs> resi and um, and commercial. Excuse me, <coughs> um, GDV um, because it's a conversion, kind of 1.63 million. So that's the uh, the size of it. Uh, contribution to the pension 48 to 50k a year. Again, really really nice contributions, and day one equity. Um, 510 to to 550,000 uh, pounds on day one. Again, all all with the ability to grow over over the years. So there we go. That's the announcement. Right. Can't say too much, but I guess as we as we progress through, Mark, we can we can release a little bit more, can't we? As we get more certainty in each of the transactions. Yeah, yeah. Sharing's caring and all that, and um, you know we're we're pretty open with 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 what we do. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll share that in the future. It's great work, mate. And um, Lee, uh, morning, Lee. Uh, Lee's asked a question: uh, How did we find them? So, what, what sort of routes did we find them? Yeah, commercial agents. Quite frankly, 
um, you know, really, really zeroing in, uh, you know, those have got the access to the Equa portal. Um, you'll be able to go into there. It's in the development section in finding the subsection and you'll see a search criteria. Now that's, that's our Equa group search criteria for our pension. We've created a completely separate one. Okay. And, th and this really hones in some of the criteria we spoke about in terms of location, size, you know, the minimum contribution, the minimum day one equity that we're looking for. And um, that, that was fed around the network uh, and the network surface, you know, by, by focusing on the search criteria. And, um, you know, the, both have come from commercial agents. So literally, we're doing what we're explaining to you in, in our group mentorship sessions. We've got one shortly at nine o'clock, you know, picking your area. Um, Dare I ask, Nigel, how did we analyse them? We might have used the Equidea. Might have, yeah. Oh, actually, uh, with, a, with a few modifications as well. Because, <clears throat> because the, the DA, as we know, is a, a pure commercial development analyzer. Okay, so it's buying something, building or converting something. Whereas um, the modification that I had to do just to the Equidea was to just introduce the the support and guidance of the SAS. Um, and that 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 is contributing to the the day zero purchase, which is uh, quite creative. And uh, looking forward to uh, proving the, the theory around that. Um, you know, in terms of we've we've taken legal advice, we've taken advice from uh, you know our tax experts, um, obviously our, our our pension trustees, and in theory it works. So we're going to implement it and if it works fine, we, we only say what we do, we, we do, Mark, don't we? So, you know, once it's all all concluded, I'll be able to share the DA and um, and also, obviously, the, the case study associated. So that'll be version 60 of the DA coming out in the in the weeks to come, you say, once you've proved it. Yeah, as, exactly. Brilliant, brilliant. So for those of you who might be struggling in these tough and unprecedented times, you know, it's always great to have somebody who's got your back, who, who who can bounce these numbers off. I know, Nigel, I think between us over the last seven days since our last call, we've probably had something like, I don't know, I'm guessing, 25 calls between yep. us with, with mentees. And some of those have been about, you know, bringing in private capital, how to structure it, or I've got a, I've done the equity, hey, Nigel, can you have a look at it and check what I've missed? And um we love that that interaction backwards and forwards, and uh, yes, that, that's lovely and, and nice to be able to share with you what we do. And there's no point in just sharing the knowledge if you don't share the tools as well to enable. So, um, yeah, there's quite a lot of content there on the Equa Academy on the Equa Portal, and that's all free and complimentary for you. Uh, and we give you also for for our mentees. The uh, the Bytelect Equidea, the HMO Equidea, uh, and also the the, the the commercial conversion and, and land Equidea as well. And of course, don't forget the the twenty modules CPIM, the the SAS Commercial Property Investing Masterclass. We recorded that earlier on this year, uh, pre-COVID. Um, so again, with that, that's uh, open to all of our mentees as well, uh, which is great. So. Thanks for everybody for your uh, kind words there. Um, 
Morgan, I notice you've said you can't seem to get into the ECRA portal. If you go to the ECRA Academy Facebook group and go to the first post, the pinned post, uh, and just scroll down uh, that pinned post, um, you'll see the directions on how to get onto the uh, the ECRA portal and access that that content. The ECRA DA isn't in there. You need to become a, a member um, of our ECRA mentorship. Uh, and on that subject, um, that's just been phenomenal. We, we're almost full now. Let me just uh, share a screen with you. So for those of you who have been involved with our Equa Mentorship, you'll, you'll know about this. But it's our Equa Mentorship program. It's a 12-month program. Um, our membership is closing um, on Saturday evening. Um, we're almost full. We, we literally work extensively with each of our mentees on a very personal basis, you know, one-to-one -one basis. Um, so our autumn intake is is pretty much full. So we're closing that at midnight on Saturday, and that will then reopen uh, next year, January 2021. So if you're interested, we have fortnightly uh, mentorship calls from 9 till 11 each Wednesday. Everything's recorded. And then you've got the ability to cook, uh, uh, to uh, book a 30 or 60-minute call uh, with either Nigel or myself. Uh, we have strategy calls every quarter um, to help keep you on track, month, regular monthly calls, and, uh, and that ad hoc call when you need the help, when you're just about to um, walk into a meeting with a private investor or, or with a commercial agent, you might want to give us a... Give us a call, book a quick call, and, and just get that confidence there that uh, knowing that guided support um, is there for you. So if you're interested there, it closes on Saturday evening, okay? There are two routes. If you want a book, then you can go on to our equaacademy.co.uk uh, and book. The price is $6,995 plus VAT for the year. Um, if you're not sure, then we'll hold that price, um, but you would need to book. If you want a 30-minute call with myself next week, just click on that QR code or just take a picture and hit the bit.ly link. And, uh, yeah, you can have a, have a call with me um, uh, next week and just explore um, if it's right for you. Okay. Right. So... It really, truly has been a busy week this week. Um, so, you know, between now and Christmas, we're going to be closing out um, those two those two developments um, that uh, that we've secured and now in legals. So uh, that's good. Right. Okay. So we're in the promise model, conscious of time. We're now on the penultimate one, which is E, which is engagement. Now, you've got your development you've got it structured, you've now got to the point where you've got the investors um, engaged, um, they've now signed the documentation, and you're now doing your development. Now's when the, the hard work really does start. Um, you've now got to manage expectations. Um, and this is where a lot of people miss, you know, you want to be very open and accessible, uh, and start engaging with your investor community, give them updates, um, give them copies of your board minutes so you've got the formal, the informal. You'll have noticed when you're working with uh, uh, potential investors, investors, um, 
that you know they're, they're, they're human beings and humans we all interpret information in different ways Nigel if you know anything about Nigel you know he's, it's spreadsheet based there's a lot of deal analytics there um, and that's how Nigel understands what a great deal looks like we we have investors who um, don't use spreadsheets and they like the the visual the experience they want to spend time with us visit the site um, and that's what really floats their boat so due diligence and analysis comes in in different ways so your communication needs to be in in different ways as well so that you're engaging with all types of, of private investors um, so think how over the next 6 12 18 24 months however long um, the the investor is investing uh, think of the program of activities that you're going to do are you going to do site visits are you going to have monthly board meetings? Are you going to have them quarterly? Uh, are you going to have management meetings? Are you going to have site visits? Are you going to, in these unprecedented times, are you going to go to site and do some site site videos and share it with them? Um, I record quite frequently um, a, a PowerPoint slide deck um, and just show people where they are in in the progress. You know, progress on site. Uh, live Facebook um, walkarounds. I did one recently at Zero Accounts a couple of weeks ago. So just think of the the different ways that you can communicate and engage with with investors, because it may seem a long way off, but at some point in the future, that you, that investment will come to an end. That development will come to an end. Um, and in my experience over many many years now, uh, most investors when they're investing for the first time. Um, they're, they're, they're a little cautious. They, they want to put a toe in the water and a, a toe to some people is, you know, £20,000. Uh, to others, it's a million. But, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go small and, and they'll watch very, very carefully. Um, if they like what they see and they like the experience and the returns are there and they can put their head on the pillow and sleep easy, you know, each night during that investment, then they may well be interested to, to go again, um, to to invest again, and and we have a, a, a very low churn rate. You know, a lot of those investable funds, and uh, they move from one investment through to another quite often without being returned to the investor. The investor said, "Well, I don't don't want the money back." So your options at that point would be maybe all part or all of the capital rolls through into another investment opportunity. Um, maybe the interest is paid back um, and the capital rolled through, or maybe capital and interest is all rolled through as, as well. And what we've also seen is investors will invest potentially more as well. So they like diversification. So you know, getting to know investors, um, and in that engagement process, you'll get to understand your investors better. Um, got one one investor. Um, who invests on a, a profit share, likes equity, likes to be a shareholder, likes to be involved in the board meetings, just loves that. And we'd, we'd had a great relationship for a couple of years, um, going really well. And I was having a coffee um, with this person in a, a lovely hotel, I was having a chat. And uh, I just I just asked, you know, so what is, what is your investment strategy, you know, in a broader context? Um, he said, well, I 
you know, imagine imagine a line of investment down at the at the bottom here, low risk, low return. Uh, you're in the bond market, um, and then high risk, high return, probably in the you know 20, 25, 30% uh, return. Uh, he said, well, I actually distribute my investments all the way along that line. He said, I'm looking for a 12.5% return on my capital each year. Now, I do that by investing in the bond market, stocks and shares, trackers. Um, I invest on a loan note basis, you know, on a, a, a debt basis, um, right the way through to, to profit share. He spreads his risk all the way through. So he's, he's creating hedges in his investment strategy. What an absolutely fascinating conversation to have. And I think I mentioned last week, you know, when you get to know people who have been successful in the business of life, whether it be investing, how did they create their wealth through maybe growing businesses, maybe selling businesses, uh, bonuses, you know, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful environment. And um yeah, it's uh, just having lots of coffees with them, really, uh, and opening out and understanding. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd missed in that. I'd missed that they they actually do loan out, you know, just because our relationship had been on a uh, an equity basis previously, uh, hadn't picked up. And so there was a lesson I learned a few years ago, um, that just because somebody's in the profit share world, um, they may also be interested in in debt as well. So, look, there's quite a lot of tips there in in a short period of time, but keep that engagement flowing. That must flow on a very regular basis, um, and they're great touch points with your uh, investors as well. And friendships can come out of that as well, very long, enduring friendships. So, the last one, D, uh, a promised model. So, we've had process, we've had returns, we've had options, we've had model, investable, security, engagement. And the last one is draw. Um, now, we're not drawing pretty pictures. Um, draw is creating draw towards you. Um, when you're looking for private investors and raising private investment, um, You've got to find your own tempo, your own rhythm, and be comfortable that your structures operate as 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 you you know true to your 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 values. Um, over a period of time, you need to turn that model so that you remain consistent at all times, but people come to you rather than you go out and having to find people. So, how can you create that natural draw? Um, now you'll you'll temper this to the scale of your ambition. For some people, they just work very closely with one or two private investors. That's a great relationship, and that serves their need in growing their portfolio of of property, whatever that is. Um, So it doesn't have to be, you're not trying to take over the world here. Um, You don't need a 1,000 potential investors. Um, You might just need one or two. Um, But... Is creating that draw to suit your strategy where you attract people who are interested in your in your business, in your organization. Um, at this stage, they they might be potential joint venture partners, they might be somebody who is interested in selling a business to you. Um, you, you never know. So, you know, it's understanding what you need as an enabler for your 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 strategy. Um, and create that draw of interest. Now, that draw, those um, 
uh, those pieces of intrigue. That could be thought leadership. It could be articles. Um, I think I've got one here. I was in, uh, in, a, in a magazine the other day. It could be the books that Nigel and I write or are involved in. It could be websites. It could, could be lots of areas, blogs, uh, podcasts, being involved in other people's podcasts. I'm a regular contributor to others' uh, podcasts. So, you know, it's creating that draw from multiple areas. Um, and we have a, a booking system Many you have seen, and, and you've just seen on the uh, the Echo Mentorship. If you're interested in that, you know you can book a call. Just hold up your phone, QR code, book a link. Again, it's a very straightforward way for people to to connect with you. Um, so just have a think on how you're going to create that draw, um, which creates a you know pretty pretty systemized uh, approach. And if you can bring all of those elements together, all of those promise models together um, and you can remain true to yourself and not as I said before not putting you know a, the crosshairs on somebody uh, like a, a sniper thinking you know are, are they good for a few quid you know could they be a private investor no not at all take a completely different view you want to meet lots of interesting people and when you meet interesting people, you learn lots, you connect with people, you understand things from a different perspective. You know, that great phrase, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. And you start to, to really challenge your own thought process um, and, and see opportunities where you probably didn't see them before. And inevitably, there'll be people who connect and resonate with what you're doing and who you are. And there are people who, who probably will do less so. Um, you're not looking to to make everybody you meet a um, a, a potential joint venture partner or um, a private investor. Now, just a, as a last point on this, and I think we'll do a separate session on on joint venturing, Nigel, because it's uh, what does the term joint venture uh, mean? You know, it's a bit like the term project manager. There's a, a thousand and one definitions of it, um, and Nigel and I have been involved in corporate troubleshooting for two or three decades, and we've seen a lot of challenges over the years and had to put a lot of things right. And many have been around joint venturing where it's not been structured correctly, um, uh, remiss in detail or misaligned values. So I, th I think Nigel will probably put joint venture down and maybe run a, a short series between now and Christmas on, on things to look, look out for on joint venturing. Sounds good. I'll make a note. Good. Okay, so we've covered as much as we can there, I think, on, on raising private uh, investment. Uh, I know we're working very closely with a number of our mentees who have got some phenomenal schemes, and it's brilliant to see so much activity, offers going in, uh, being accepted, uh, whether it be at auction, uh, whether it be through through agents um, or direct to vendor as well, we've got there are letters flying in to uh, uh, you know that that point of consistency. Um, that's that's key. I mean, it is absolutely, and you know, there's there's absolutely amongst the group, there's lots of activity going in. As you say, Mark, you know, every single week offers are going in. You know, it would be foolish for me to say everything's being accepted because clearly it isn't, but it's a waiting game. You know, statistically, 80% of 
all offers, you know, that go in don't always get to the finish line. So you've just got to be there waiting, you know, keep that connection with a commercial agent, even if you're not successful in terms of they've accepted it or they haven't accepted it, but just be there, you know, in the, in the background and just wait for them to, and we've had a couple of deals land like that, Mark, haven't we, in the past, um, where we've, we've come in second and, um, you know, two, two or three weeks later, that, that party that won it fell away came to us and we secured the deal. So you've just got to be there. You've got to be present in the moment with your with your commercial agent, having a great relationship and just uh, wait for the phone call. And it's uh, sometimes a nice phone call to receive. It is. Absolutely it is. Um, uh, hi, Lee. Uh, another question from Lee. Um, what do you do with schemes that aren't quite right for you and, and which might work for others? And this is a really good point that Lee's raising. Um, Every single deal out there works. Every single deal. And that might seem really strange. You're thinking, well, how can that be? But every deal works for somebody at some stage. It might not work for you with your strategy, but every property deal gets sold eventually. Um, so, you know, just, just think of that. You know, you can recycle opportunities if you like. They might not work for you, but I remember, do you remember that one in, it was in Reading, wasn't it, Nigel, a few years ago, where it was a brick-built five-storey building and it had permitted development for, I think it was something like 42 units. And it was it was on the market with uh, LSH, I think, Lambert Smith Hampton, uh, offers over three million and we put a, an offer in. Our, our, our strategy was to sweat permitted development. We thought we could move from 42 to about 46 or 47 units. So we put in a conditional offer. And we put, I think we were about 4.3 million on that one. So it was offers over 3 million. And we, we went all in at 4.3 million. Um, and somebody else put, uh, well, in fact, we were third, I think. Somebody else put a higher offer in. But the winning bid, was about 5.5 million, 5.5 million. And when we've done our CPIM course in the past, we've we've used this as an example. And I'll ask this question to you, you know, 5.5 million, did that other party, the party that win, did they overpay for the asset? Offers over 3 million. We put 4.3 million in and they bid 5.5. So did they overpay? And the answer is, it depends. Depends what their strategy is. And their strategy was to, they were they were builders, and their strategy was to buy it in cash, and they were going to keep it for two or three years and get planning permission to put three extra stories on the building and also go for planning permission for a new build in the car park. So the deal worked for somebody. Um they had a very different risk profile. I think that's fair to say, Nigel, than we did. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, at the time we were, we wanted to get in, get it done, and get out, didn't we? That was that was our strategy, and you know that that was consistent all the way through, you know that that period of time, and um, you know that was our that was our thing, and you know you're not going to tick all the boxes on every deal with that strategy. Um, you know, you talk about cash. Cash is a powerful. Um, a powerful thing when you're buying properties and it's just really difficult to compete because when you're bringing in development finance with all the cost and all the impact associated with that, the numbers clearly just go one way. So you can only offer a certain amount of uh, capital to buy the building, whereas an individual with cash can just swoop in and 
So it happens, you know, it happens from time to time and you just have to keep moving on. We know it's a volume game anyway. Um, so it's just making sure, you know, your commercial network is is vibrant, serving you, you know, and in order for them to serve you, you've got to kind of keep in touch with them and keep the relationships going. And, you know, and sometimes you need to turn deals with them quickly as well and just make sure that they, you know, they get a response in 48 hours and not six weeks later, you know, these sorts of things. So, you know, it's, it's just keeping that, that machine going and, um, you know, something will pop up. And I think good example this morning, really. I mean, we, we thought we were dead in the water for 2020, didn't we, for our pension? And we thought, oh, we'll have to go into 2021, but it just shows you, doesn't it? Yeah, to, to come along, waiting for the bus, but it's that consistency of action. So, Lee, um, so we, we do work closely with some of our mentees, you know, when we get to know people really well um, and understand exactly what they're looking for, then with our land and acquisition team, we can we can keep an eye out for uh, for, for deals that maybe don't suit our purposes, but uh, may suit others. And we're more than happy to to work with people and and you know pass deals along, and, and that can be uh, very mutually beneficial as well. So you never know where these these relationships. Um, uh, can go. So, just conscious of time, um, have we got any more questions that we can just pick off quickly? I think we're about there, aren't we? What do you? Yeah, I think yeah, we're pretty much there. In the chat box, so hopefully that, that goes to everybody. But um... brilliant. Yeah. So, if you go to Equa Equa Mentorship. Um, that's where you'll find um, the, the bookings. And uh, I will just share, because a couple of people just sent me a note, uh, can I just share the, uh, the program there? So you know, click on that QR code, take a picture with your, or hold your camera up, uh, and book a call with myself. And um, yeah, let's, let's get to know each other. So uh, it's going to be a very busy week for us uh, next week, Nigel, getting these legals going, uh, which is great. Uh, lots of feedback here on on the chat box um, uh, about uh, joint ventures. That seems to be a, a really popular uh, subject, and that that really does play on one of our favourite subjects: structuring, doesn't it? Start with the end in mind. It does yeah, absolutely. You know, there's uh, you know again pension related, but we've got a co- couple of joint ventures. Uh, possibly in the pipe as well haven't we so you know it's good to kind of reflect on that and you know there's a bit of chemistry in that amongst the parties and that has to be right so uh, yeah looking forward to that session definitely yeah i think that's that's really important that that chemistry back to the defining the culture that you, that you want <laughs> yeah. good okay well we need to uh we've got 15 minutes to turn the bike around Nigel, and then it's uh nine o'clock um uh, one of our favourite sessions every fortnight, isn't it? The the Equimentorship group call. I'll wait to hear the updates. Be great. All right. Brilliant. Take Thanks. care, everybody, and book your call or get on that Equimentorship, and we're really looking forward to spending the next year working very closely with you. Good. Take care. Have Bye. a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access 
to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.